0: Welcome to the Call to Serve podcast, an inside look at missionary service and its lifelong impact. Today, we have a special episode from a group of return missionaries that served in the Adriatic South Mission. We talk about their mission, the culture, and people that they served, as well as some additional advice and suggestions they have for missionaries preparing to serve in general and in their missions.
1: My name is Isabella. I served from November of 2018 to March of 2020. And so I've been back for about a year. I am Maddie. I served from February of 2019 to August of 2020, and I've been back for seven months. Hi, I'm Audrey. I also served from February 2019 to August 2020. So I've been back for about seven months now. I'm Meg. Um, I served from May 2018 until December 2019. been back for a little over a year. I'm Kim. I also served from May of 2018 to December of 2019. So yeah, over a year I've been back.
0: Awesome. Awesome. It's a fairly recent. Mm-hmm. A fairly recent. Okay, well let's just jump into it. Uh, first question we have is what did an average day in the mission look like? From the morning to the evening, what well, was kind of an average day?
1: Well, first you would hear your alarm clock go off and then you kinda fall out of your bed onto your (laughs) knees and and, and say a prayer trying to stay awake. Yeah. yeah. We do exercise time, maybe you'd go outside and exercise, go on a run or just in your apartment working out and then (laughs) P ninety (laughs) X. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> goes through a P ninety X phase and a yoga phase. Yeah. It just yeah. so happens. <laughs> mm. uh, shower, get ready, and then personal study for an hour. Planning, mm-hmm. and then you go out. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Depends. I mean, if you don't have any appointments, you can go to the streets and talk to people, or you can go knock doors. And I really feel like talking to people on the street was more popular. I feel like I did that more than knocking yeah. on doors, yeah, like but Um, we did do that a couple more effective yeah we got into some facebook stuff yeah (laughs) eventually and that was good Uh, finding on there yeah i don't know if you want to talk about like covid and all that or not but once the pandemic hit it was all facebook contacting meeting with people like virtually hoping that would work a lot of Facebook ads Mm -hmm. (laughs) we also did a lot of zoom lessons with members Mm -hmm. because it was very hard to find during that time yeah so we kept our members busy with lots of small lessons over zoom
0: (laughs) that's awesome I did the same thing when we were teaching online for that little bit there so involving the members a lot what were the places you lived like like your apartments condos things like
1: that i feel like they were mostly uh, just apartments, <laughs> apartments in big yeah. tall buildings like maybe two bedroom apartment mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. one bathroom kitchen living room they're nice also though pretty yeah. nice yeah, yeah. 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 more space than we needed nicer than yeah. like my college <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. yeah. yeah. there's always like one room designated for like, like drying or laundry yeah <laughs> 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 <or> Dry <drying> racks was listed cases yeah but they were good and all the furniture was like pushed to the side for exercise. Yeah, in another room. I think. A lot of the, the apartments room. had really nice views too, because mm-hmm. they're like high up, so yeah. really pretty.
0: Um, and then how did y'all get around from day to day? You have cars, bikes, walking.
1: on your area, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah my, my my first nine months I was in Tirana, which is, like the big city, and so you just use buses and mm-hmm. you walk. So just public transportation and a lot of walking, because oh, you couldn't <sighs> drive there. It was too. Yeah. crazy and crowded no parking and yeah then like there were a few biking areas but we didn't like most sisters didn't ride really bike and some elders biked but most people like we had cars in the more spaced out places so yeah mm-hmm. the only time we really rode bikes was when the elders had the car I love the areas you had a car and you share with the elders so the sisters oh, had okay. a lot of times Others have it half the time, and you just like coordinate with them when they need it, when you need it. I had a biking area. My very first day biking, I crashed into a car. Oh, <laughs> I scratched the car. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> really bad. But loved it. Yeah. <laughs> loved it. it <laughs> so <that> was fun. <laughs> if you loved it, it had to be fine. <laughs>
0: and then, um, how is the mission divided up? Were there like, Of a north half and the south half. Is there anything like that?
1: Yeah, that was what they named the zones for a while. So, like, we had a south zone and like Tirana zone, which is like the main because that was definitely like the area where most missionaries were in, like, the smallest concentrated area because it's the big city. So, you have like several wards there. And so, there's like Tirana zone, south zone, and then the different countries around us, like Macedonia, Kosovo, Greece. Do they just have one? They they have two. Wait, was it one for Greece, one for Cyprus? Oh, they had or... Thessaloniki and Athens. Oh, and and Greece. oh that's Greece. And yeah. then oh, probably yeah. Cyprus. Cyprus yeah. zone just Cyprus zone. And then Kosovo and Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were one. Yeah. So there was maybe Greece one. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. Was, you know, we didn't have to have that maybe. much fun yeah. <laughs> yeah, it it's topic. almost like a different mission it was Honestly, like, yeah. different languages, never see each other like, I hope they're doing well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: how was learning the language what were some challenges <laughs> that you faced with that
1: hard yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. it's like a hard language and then once you feel like you have it We'll get transferred to like Kosovo or something where they speak a different dialect and you <laughs> yeah, have to like learn it all <laughs> over again. <laughs> yeah, you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh,
1: yeah it w- I mean, it's rewarding, but it, it was definitely like the grammar of Albanian is really difficult. And so, even far into my mission, I knew I was saying some, some sentences wrong and I, like I was conjugating things incorrectly. But it's like you just go for it and you to keep talking and I hope for the best. But honestly, it was. It's a really pretty language and it was really fun learning language, I think, but definitely difficult. And Albanians are really nice because they really appreciate the effort. And so, like, even if you're just, like, sitting there, stumbling, trying to put things together, they're always usually very happy and, like, just excited. Like, oh my gosh, like, why, why are you taking the time to learn this language that so few people speak? And so usually really respectful about you trying to understand it and usually really willing to help and correct you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. that's a that's good that's time. Cool. Yeah. it's cool. Yeah. They're very blunt. It's, it's awesome, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very <laughs> For sure. <laughs> they will tell you to your face. Oh, you gained some weight. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <Wow>. are <laughs> wow. a yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love them. true.
0: So no, well, that kind of leads into the next question. But uh, how would you describe the culture of the people that you served?
1: They're very generous. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them, they don't have very much. But every time you'd go over to their house, they'd try to give you as much as they could, right? They'd give you juice, and they'd give you candies, and like they'd try to feed you. And so that always impressed me because they didn't have a lot, but they're always willing to give. Oh, yeah. They'd always like... They're over, send one of the kids to the yeah. store really fast to go buy food for us. And we're like, we're really fine. Oh, and they're yeah. like, we cannot let you sit here without food. Like, they have to give you something if you go into their house. Mm-hmm. Really cool. They're good people. They're like, yeah, pretty humble. Like, they don't have the best economy and stuff. And so they, like, a lot of them are working for... Like no money every day, and they are hardworking. But then also they are like to have fun, and they like to go out and walk on the street at night oh, every night, God. and hang out with their families and just so super family oriented. Yeah, mm-hmm. family is very important to them, and very very friendly people. Like every time you meet, you do like a little kiss on the cheek. Yeah, and like just you, they are really accepting and just really happy to be talking to you. Really really loud, but it's like really fun because you feel like you can just be yourself around them and you can laugh at yourself and yeah
0: what were some of the predominant religions you encountered as you served
1: like it kind of depends where you're at right like in the south you've got like a lot of orthodox christians and if you go up north it's like predominantly muslim but there's also like catholics and what, like Schroeder or something, yeah. Like There's a couple areas that just a lot of Catholics, yeah. And then you go, you got like atheists as well, but. I don't know. Am I missing any? I feel like that's mm-hmm. all of them. I think a lot of people will identify with a religion, but they're just a little confused on how religion works because they'll tell you like, "Oh, I'm half Muslim and half Catholic," and you're like, no. "You can't be half Muslim and half Catholic." Yeah, really but because they didn't really understand religion, it was very easy to teach them and tell them about religion. They're very accepting of those ideas mm-hmm. because they weren't necessarily trying to combat previous ideas. And so when you told them that there was a heavenly father and that he had a son, right? They openly accepted that because it didn't contradict anything that they believed because they identified as a Muslim, but they did not know what that meant. Okay. It's very true. It's true. And they're very accepting of other religions. I mean, there's definitely some that are very devout into their faith, and they won't be, but a lot of them will say to you on the street, like, there's one God, like, one God Mm -hmm. who loves all of us. And so it was, they just wanted the peace of just... We're all, you know, one people under one god, which mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. It's like, there's a saying that like the religion in, of Albania is like to be Albanian. I don't really know how to translate exactly, but that's you can kind say of it.
0: it. You can say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No, no I <laughs> I, don't <want> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to hear my horrible American accent on that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the idea, it's like, it's more important to be Albanian than to like be divided up, so they're
0: really excited. Very kind of a unity centered mm. wanting to be unified as a country.
1: Yeah, mm. oh, yeah. Cool. Albanian, very proud of that.
0: <laughs> that's cool. What were some of the traditional dishes, like food, that are that's there?
1: Oh, I remember my first day. My trainer, my sister, packs me like, yeah. <laughs> to get food, and she was like, "This is their like traditional food. It's called fasule." Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> like this is like their dish," and I was like so excited. And then this guy puts a bowl of beans <laughs> and like some murky red water and I was like wait this is it's <laughs> yeah. like during your mission you like convince yourself to love it but like I think my last three months I was like I'm I'm not gonna lie to myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just beans. <laughs> 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 and, yeah you think I that's was, like, culture so <laughs> Hours making pasta <laughs> <laughs> takes up yeah. like four it's hours. Nice. It's, it's like so it's weird. awesome. So I just mm. wow. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's trying like, so I got you guys. I was just gonna say you're coming across like some really well seasoned beans <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, and you're like, yeah. oh, this is so good. Like he'll tell people like if you get a chance to go to like Leite's house, mm-hmm. do it. She makes the best pastrule, but. It is just beans. Yeah. For a yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a really good food there. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. they of, <laughs> like they had a lot of rice and chicken and it was normal food. Like people always talk about like crazy weird things they had on their missions. Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I had like pretty good normal food, like Greek salads. And, and it's cheap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's so super so cheap. cheap yeah. Yeah, a lot so of fruits cheap. and vegetables. A lot of fruit. <laughs> it was really it's cheap. It was really cheap. Four dollars to the fruit store, and you're you just like so set stuff. for the next like week. Wow, That's yeah, so it's awesome! It's like all comfort food, too. Like, they don't have like, right. like super spicy food, everything's just like good, and, like, <laughs> just like you know, just like pizza, pizza. Yeah. yeah, a lot of yeah. it. I mean but I it's don't. all kind of similar so that's the one <laughs> I it it's the models. Models. Um, yeah. like halfway through I was like I'd kill for like a spicy burrito or something give <laughs> <laughs> me some Mexican food they had a Burger this King was- <laughs> <laughs> well, a <laughs> singular but, yeah I feel like they had a lot of like different restaurants that I feel like actually in Kosovo they had like some oh, they had so some cool, good like a sushi restaurant a Thai restaurant I Indian food <laughs> <laughs> but in Albania so if you're having like someone cook for you usually you kind of know it's going to be like Mm -hmm. fasule or like chicken soup or rice stuffed peppers stuffed peppers peppers are good like they make their traditional Mm -hmm. food Mm -hmm. yeah that's another one. They're very hospitable. They're like really willing to cook for you. They're so like, oh, hospitable. well, you've only lived here for a year and a half. Surely you have not had Albanian food. Yeah. And so <laughs> really? we have to go very traditional, yeah. but they're very considerate. Mm-hmm. Just tell them you haven't tried a certain dish, and they'll invite you over that week to yeah. make it for you. Yeah. They'll be like, wow. you haven't had it? Come over tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Super sweet. Yeah. Sometimes that's they're cool. willing to cook for you, though, but not listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's true. true. Yeah. 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 I'm going to watch that one a little bit. <laughs> Uh, they also really like potatoes like they have like french not french i'm not speaking but they have like greek euros mm-hmm. and they're called souffaches but just... instead of just like mm-hmm. regular like meat and lettuce they like to put mayonnaise and fries on it as well which sounds really gross and then like, ketchup it's and are really good yeah, yeah. it's, so yeah, good. it's no, like it's really really fast good. food yeah. it's like a souffache mm. really good yeah. <laughs> 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 i would love to eat yeah. that <laughs> It's just like salty and like yeah.
0: What were some like culture shocks you found when you first got into the mission?
1: Beans. (laughs) Culture shocks. They say this when they shake their head, that means yes. So that was Uh. confusing. So they'd all be like, they're like agreeing with you. They're like yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny. Think other just like hard. kissing on the cheek, like because I, yeah. I was so stiff, like I wasn't used to it, because so we don't do yeah. that in America, yeah. and then you walk in their house and they are just like, just like, hey, and you're like, wow, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you figure it out, and that's fun. Or it would have members, like they, you would come into their house, and they'd take off their house slippers and hand them to you, and they're like warm, and you have to like put them on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would like, take their house like cleanness very seriously, I think. Yeah, in my opinion <laughs> yeah. oh, oh they over. also water the cement oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why <laughs> but like you'll see every yeah. storekeeper like out there just watering the cement <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No, I feel like there were things like, they, they became normal yeah. Yeah. driving's crazy driving's oh. crazy <laughs> there's sometimes like, no lanes the roundabouts like they're so <laughs> the, are insane. the buses are like so crowded police yes. officers are actually just crossing guards it's <laughs> <laughs> no. true though yeah. the driving was like literally you go into a roundabout and it's just like just push away and then whenever you can you just like squeeze yeah. it. I was like always getting advice on how to drive like just worry about the front of your car it's all you want yeah. to yeah. make sure you're good yeah <laughs> And then Uh, lots of like animals walking around, like just weirdness, and people are kind of old-fashioned too, like, I feel like they're just like, their style or something is just like, in the past, (laughs) maybe that's mean, but I just, no, it's it's like a, if you travel travel back in time, yeah, Yeah, that's that's what it feels like, like, especially if you go like out of the city, yeah, like Like, they still have, sorry, they still have arranged marriages,
0: yeah, like that's still a
1: thing, and so it is, it feels like you travel back in time and like, whoa, this is kind of weird, yeah. They're also afraid of the rain, like, oh, yeah? terrified of it. Like, if it's raining, like, all your appointments are canceled for the whole day. And you're like, what? No, we'll come to you. And they're like, no, 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 stay inside. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> I have to be on the street, actually, you right know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a <laughs> <warm. laughs> you want me out of the rain, let me come over. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Uh, also, one time my trainer and I noticed that all the light switches and door handles are different. There's no doorknobs, it's all handles, and there's no light flicking switches, it's all just like the top and the bottom buttons that you press. And all the bathroom lights are on the outside of the bathroom for some reason. Uh, So like that gets like that's really hard to get used to because you like walk into the bathroom and it's like like, pitch black and not too (laughs) Wait, This is not gonna work. (laughs) No dryer machines, basically no dishwashers, Mm -hmm. things like that. A lot of people don't own cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Mostly not. Because they all live, like, in the city, so they don't, most of them, in the, yeah. like, the mm-hmm. biggest population. So they just walk, walk to the store, walk, where wherever they don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of smoking, too. Like, oh, yeah. everywhere. Oh, you go to any sort of restaurant, any sort of cafe, and there's just, like, smoke everywhere blowing in your face. And so it's kind of hard to get used to, but, yeah. When I first came home, because I wasn't in like very many areas a lot that mm-hmm. like had a lot of just like smoke in it. And then when I came home and I would go to areas with smoke, I would smell it and would be like, this reminds me of Albania. What is it? I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's literally the smoke. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is what I'm. what is happening right now. They also love remixes. Like, you go to the grocery store and like, you'll hear songs from America, but it's like all this dubstep. Right yeah. 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 I think I know this song. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, it's so many things. They also yeah. like we'll just like burn things <laughs> what? That's true. like you would <laughs> just no, see that's the fires on the road I mean, oh, That's what the so they can like sure I was no they would just burn yeah like dumpsters will just be like yeah on, the fire. Fire, on fire and you're yeah. like why are you burning <laughs> 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 Yeah. yeah. Smoke. Yeah, and they just have like everywhere you look there's a it's called like a local it's just yeah, like a bar like art coffee cafe bar coffee and is and nice. it's like a, a mix, mix between the two yeah like yeah. a mix between like, a cafe and a bar and yeah. that's they yeah. like go there and some people just go there all day yeah, yeah. they just sit there They're just full all the time I like, could go on on a Monday at like 9 yeah. o'clock in the morning and just full the cafe everyone's sitting wow. there smoking <laughs> drinking coffee <Wow. laughs> <It's in laughs> a lot of art there which is always interesting also, a lot of people had like half-built houses, yeah. like either like they would live on the top floor and the bottom floor was just like pillars and some walls, or like the house was completely like abandoned. There was, like a lot of abandoned buildings. Like I think mm-hmm. one time we went to like in a mall and there was only one store open and the rest of it was just abandoned. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like straight out of a movie. Yeah. It's so fun there. also i feel like like again just like because of how welcoming they are that was just i don't know that was just something like i felt like i also had to get used to it was all great it's just very different like they're very quick and very open and very blunt like Mm -hmm. you meet and then like five minutes later they'll remember you like if they see you on the street again like from then on you just are tight and you, like they'll know you they'll invite you back like even if they don't want to hear your message they'll be like but come over and like we'll we'll serve you and like this is just weird this just does not happen in mm-hmm. america and yeah so i don't know it was great but it's just something to get used to like, like oh it's okay that like you know even though we've only talked for like three minutes like that's fine yeah Their friendliness was like amazing i remember even coming home though and i was like I don't know, it's just, like, so different with Americans sometimes. Like, I don't think I can just come up to you and give you a hug and, like, be your best friend right away. We're, like, Albanians. I felt like I could go up to any of them and be like, hi! Like, we're friends now. (laughs) Yeah. Really comfortable.
0: And how was teaching the gospel in the mission?
1: I think just, like, kind of what we've said, a lot of people like you because you're, like, you're just, like, fun, interesting person, like, and you're from a different culture, you're learning Albanian, and they'll invite you over sometimes, or, like, they'll like you, and they, you talk to them on the street, but then they aren't interested in the gospel, and I found, like, okay, I'm not trying to put, like, a downer on it, but I just found, like, there were some truths that I thought were, like, amazing, like, I would, when, before my mission, I was, like, I'm gonna go tell people, like, Families can be forever. And then I would yeah. say that to someone and it wouldn't even make a dent. They're like, okay, like they didn't like really care. So that was kind of like interesting, but I don't know. you just, that just made it so much sweeter though. Like when you did find the people that were interested and I feel like it even on the area too. Like, there were some areas where it was just really hard getting people interested, like in Kosovo, super hard. There's like so many Muslims and even if they didn't totally understand it meant to be a muslim they were like no i'm a muslim like i'm not switching and like they didn't like they wouldn't open their minds to it and it was really Mm -hmm. hard but then like other areas like we served in in corcha for a little bit and that when i was there it was super amazing like there was a lot of people that were like very accepting and very interested interested there were some amazing people that Mm -hmm. we found in albania like i know all of us found some amazing people that were just like I just have such a testimony that there are people being prepared and that are so prepared in Albania and that were prepared because when you found them, when you started teaching them, like they just got it. And like just the contrast Mm -hmm. between them and like people that didn't get it, you're like, wow, like God has literally been preparing you for so long, but you just did not have the chance. Like now you have it. Albanians also like, they very much believe like in visions. And so certain aspects of the gospel were a lot easier to teach. Like Joseph Smith, seeing mm-hmm. Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, they took that right away. Like that just made so much sense to them. And so like a lot of the, it's so cool to hear so many Albanian conversion stories because a lot of them have dreams of like somebody coming to them and saying like, you know, listen to the people that come and talk to you soon or um, or like they feel like God directed them to the gospel and know that was really cool and also something very different from america where i feel like those are maybe aspects that are a little bit harder to teach here sometimes but when you find the people that are like really willing to hear the message they are usually very quick to accept it it makes a lot of sense to them. so there were some really solid numbers there sorry Mm -hmm. there were some like the ones that were devout the ones that were like there they were like that was their life like it was amazing it's kind of off topic but like there were some people i would I go to their house and literally they're living in like this one room house and there's like four of them and they literally have nothing but they're just so happy and the only happiness they really find is the gospel like we'll come over and they're like guess what we read the scriptures last night together we have a word activity on tuesday Mm -hmm. like i'll ask them what they're doing that week they're like okay uh church on sunday uh word activity on tuesday Uh, (laughs) um Are you guys doing soccer in <laughs> Berlin? Like, yeah, like it literally like revolves around the church, and they're like, and the missionaries like, we saw them, like they're so fun, like we gotta talk to some new missionaries in a different area, and they're just like they find so much joy in the gospel, and it was so inspiring to me because I'm like, I don't know, I'm so used to life where, like in America, I feel like you get distracted, like oh we're going on vacation and we're gonna go do this and this, Well, oh, also we're gonna go to church maybe like while we're there, but that was like their whole life, so mm-hmm. it was cool.
0: That's uh, kind of unique, I'd say, probably. <laughs> Well, kind of going off of that, just to continue, what were the members like? How was it like interacting mm-hmm. with the members?
1: They were so willing to participate in missionary work. And I think that's because it's a country of converts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they each had their own experiences and they know what it's like to have a friend at church. And so a lot of them were really willing to go with you to lessons and mm-hmm. to get involved in that. And so that was really cool to watch and like made me realize I was like, okay, like when I go back home, like I need to be like these people, right? Because I have seen what a big difference they have made in the converts lives. And so I can be that difference too. Yeah, my favorite part of like teaching someone and starting to really teach them was to start inviting a member to every lesson. Like I loved having members and lessons with me because I can bear my testimony to the person we're teaching and like I can try to be sincere and I can try to understand them. But the member sitting next to me that has actually had to go through the teaching process and been baptized and been a member and is like actually Albanian, like they're gonna connect with them so much better. And I loved seeing that process and I loved seeing like members make friends with like the people we were teaching and then seeing them both grow in the gospel together. That was like my absolute favorite part of teaching. And they were so quick to invite their friends to, like, I don't know. I, I think this probably happens like, everybody for the most part. But, like, I know, at least once, almost every missionary has somebody where, like, a, a member calls them up and says, like, I have a friend that, like, wants to meet, or, like, wants to come to church. Like, let me know, like, when we can do that. And so it's just so fun. They were just so excited about it. It made you more excited as a missionary. And you're like, wait, I thought this was supposed to be the yeah, other way around. And mm-hmm. they just they just got it. That's
0: awesome. Well, now we're going to kind of move on to the stories. So, we'll start off with the more spiritual and then progress to the more fun stories. But what were some spiritual experiences that either you had or some of the people that you taught had while you served?
1: There's so a lot. I'll I'll tell like this is my favorite conversion stories. I guess was when I was in Kortje and there was just this family that was amazing and we found them so i'll do like the short version but this like lady and her daughter ended up getting baptized with um their two little her two little kids and they were just like the most amazing family a complete turnaround and we were doing a recent like convert lesson with them i guess one time and while we were there they're like oh my brother's here and he's like in his late 20s and he like was sitting on the couch like had this full-on beard, like looked like this muslim he's like sitting there just watching us and i was so nervous i was like so yeah, Joseph Smith had this vision. And <laughs> and this is the one true church, and I was like so nervous, like he was gonna start like fighting us or something. Um, but we ended up leaving, and it was fine. And then the next time we went over, um, the lady that we had baptized um, came to us and was like, "So my son, like when she, he was listening to that story, said that he like really wants to meet with you guys, and like he wants to take lessons. And we were like amazed, and so we started teaching him and. As he was talking to us he was like yeah like i have tried every religion like i used to be a christian and then like i moved now I'm, I'm trying to be a muslim and, like all these things and he's like "But when i was listening to you speak i realized like that's the truth i don't know how he's like i've been searching for so many years but like it's the truth and it was like incredible and so we just kept teaching him and he ended up getting baptized and is now like one of the most solid members in that in that branch but that whole family now like just they're just amazing and they're the ones that they have like nothing they live like all of them in one little house but they like found it and they just have so much light now and they're just like so incredible and for me like just seeing that was such testimony builder for me on my mission because I like I think about them all the time still like now when I feel like I'm a privileged selfish human and I like <laughs> and I start getting the like, complainier like stressed about random things I realize like I don't know, like they have found their happiness in the gospel and they now because they found it and they know that it's the truth they're like inviting people and they're doing things to make sure they keep their faith going and it's just like cool seeing how much they taught me more than like I could have ever taught them and I don't know that's just like one of my cool experiences there was a lady and her mom who came to church one Sunday and we were like hi like Welcome to church. Where'd you come from? And they had had this flyer for church, but it was to a different church, but it had our address on it. And the time of the <laughs> sacrament meeting, we were like, that is so peculiar. Like, how did they find us? Um, so we called them up and it was Christmas Day and we had nothing to do because it was Christmas Day and a lot of people are busy. And so we called these people up and we're like, hi, like, can we come over? And they're like, yeah, you can come over. And so we're walking up this mountain, and we find this lady about halfway up, and she brings us to her house, and she's like, I've been struggling so much, I don't know what to do. And I just kind of looked at her, and I was like, hey, we have a message for you. Like, we can bring you some peace in your life. And I remember that first lesson, and it was so spiritual, and it was so, like, you could just feel the room change. And this was a family that was struggling. They were without work, and... The dad was just like off drinking somewhere and like her marriage was falling apart and her family was suffering because of it. I think maybe because of her trials, she so openly accepted the gospel and we taught him and then we taught her mom and then we taught our son. And probably like six weeks later, both her and her mom got baptized. And it was one of the most beautiful baptisms I've ever been to, mostly because the entire ward came and they were so excited. At that baptism, the Relief Society president went up to the lady's son and was like, hey, do you want to get baptized too? And he was like, yeah. And like this whole family just like hugged together. And since I've left Albania, the oldest son has gotten baptized. And now they're just waiting on the dad to soften his heart. But it was so cool to see the gospel heal this family, to heal their hardships. And obviously they still have hardships, right? And they haven't gone away, but they've been able to face those and to find happiness through it.
0: Wow, that's really cool.
1: I was thinking about um, the last area that I had before I went home. I went home a little bit early with COVID, and I had been in that area for three months. And like, just the elders every week were like, we felt like they were finding new people, and like they were consistently like finding new people to teach. And those lessons were sticking, and they were baptizing people. And we just we just wanted that too, like so much. We were like so motivated by that, and we said, okay, and so all the companions that I had while I was there, we were like, all right, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to find somebody. And like the whole time I was there, we like never really found anybody that like consistently stuck with us and like continued to teach that we could continue to teach. Um But while we were there, um I felt like we kind of started turning our attention more to like some of the non-active mm-hmm. um, friends that were there. And one time on Christmas, we we just like decided for christmas what we were going to do is we were going to bake cookies and we're just going to go deliver it to everybody like in the ward the branch where it was a branch so it was small enough that we could do that so like we're going to just contact all the women in the branch and just go and so there was a less active and i think maybe i'd met her once and my companion at the time who had been there beforehand she's like we can never get in she's not very open her son will come and he's like Kind of starting to come back to church and is helping and but we can never like talk to her really much about it and so we went and she let us come in and we talked to her and we brought her these cookies and we were just able to like kind of visit with her briefly it was just kind of a miracle that we got in the door really and then we were sitting there and i just like i just remember all of a sudden i i had this very like overwhelming feeling of just like the spirit saying like just love her like I love her, so just be there to love her. And like, I just will never forget that. She was just, this woman, she seemed so hard and just was like not really interested in having us there, but she just kind of let us come in. And so we just talked to her and tried to tell her that we cared about her. We didn't really care like what was going on in her life and like what was preventing her from her Like We just wanted to be there for her. And so we decided that that was a good experience and we tried again and she let us come back the next time and we were able to keep talking to her and eventually um we kept trying to get her to come to church it's like you know like your son's coming you might as well just come with him and every week she'd be like keep mm, like we'll see like yeah. maybe um and then one time we got her involved in coming to um she really liked to bake so we got her involved in these um in an activity that we were planning we asked her to make food and we told her, like, okay, hey, you're making the food. Just bring it. Just come to the activity. It'll be so fun. Mm-hmm. And she did. And that was just, like, like even though it was just such this small thing, it was this big miracle. Like, the companion, we were just so excited because it was more about this, this soul and this person that Heavenly Father cared for. It was just one of those most, like, like, intimate experiences I've had with somebody on my mission, just, like, how much God loved her and cared about her and wanted her personally to be there. And what's really neat is since then, um, since leaving, she has continued to come to church um with her son. And her daughter, who she wouldn't let get baptized for so long because she was so hard against the church, is now baptized. And like other missionaries have gone in and been able to work there. And it's just so cool because it's taught me so much about like the timing of everything and just the power of God's love for his children. It was just an amazing experience. I'm so grateful I got to be a it's so cool. It's cool.
0: Any other stories,
1: experiences? Mm-hmm. I can share something. I was just thinking more like along the lines of like myself. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was just thinking about like, like I spent a lot of time talking to people in the road and like occasionally it would get tempting to just be like kind of angry <laughs> <laughs> or like frustrated because a yeah. lot of people didn't care and I was just like, these are like why don't these people care? But I remember one day I was like studying in my apartment and I could look out the window and I saw all the people and I just had a feeling of like God loves each one of these these people and Christ died for all of them and he loves them and it was really overwhelming and I just knew that it was true and that they weren't just random like they, they were children of God and that really helped me keep going and tried that helped me to try to love them even if they didn't love what I wanted to share with them or love, like they didn't want to feel or like to understand more about God, but I still was able to know that he loved them. And that was like really important for me. And I needed a lot of those reminders, but it like, it helped. So here's one thing. I try trying to feel like it's even in those areas when there's not as much success, like you can still have just such amazing experiences. Even like, like Meg was saying, just you have a lot of time to reflect and to pray and to develop patience, and it's to, honestly time for God to try. You know your faith. Like, are you going to keep going? Are you going to keep, you know, persevering even when you're not seeing miracles? Like right here, like you're praying for miracles. It's like, where are they? It's easy, you know, to, to lose faith and be like, well, you know, I can't do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not a good enough missionary. I, you know, like I'm failing. But it's in those moments I think where I was able to like keep going and just keep trying to have faith that like I was able to see miracles even just in my own testimony or like with members or with those active or with or finding people about like whatever it was like just having the faith that it's all happening for a reason and that it's like it all is like a miracle even that I'm just here and even if you don't know what's going to happen with that person that you talked on the road maybe someone else will talk to them you know what I mean in, in a year and maybe that's when they're going to be ready but like, we are all making a difference and so it was just such like a time of Testimony would not to be built no matter what the circumstance was. It is really easy to like kind of get down on yourself and to turn back on yourself and say, like, why, like, why are these not happening? It must be my fault. Like, I must not be a good missionary. And like our our mission just had great missionaries. Like, there is not a single missionary that I would say was not just a fantastic missionary. But we all went through periods where we felt like we weren't having the success that we wanted to. And so I think like maybe just even thinking about that a little bit it's like him saying it's just it's just such a good time for God to be able to work with you like um I don't know I love telling people that like you know I went on my mission to serve people but I'm definitely the one that benefited most from my mission and like even during those times where like I didn't understand and I was so mad at like myself for reasons that I couldn't explain why these things weren't happening it was just like it all needed to happen and in great timing and so I think like as a missionary, you learn how to how to be open to new ideas and new ways of trying to do missionary work. Because you always want to be trying to get better, but you also have to learn to balance it with like this faith aspect. You know, everything is not your fault. There's there's timing and there's there's love and there's faith and patience in the Lord and just just trusting that if you're there, He is working with you. And as you're trying, good things are happening, even if you can't see them. And so you learn to develop faith in him and faith in yourself, even if you're not seeing the success that you think you should or want to.
0: I agree, and thank you for sharing your experiences. Definitely brought the spirit, and I, myself, going off of what you have said lately, um, have experienced that in my own mission, that time where I called it the drought period of my mission, where I didn't see a lot of the outward success of the inward efforts, and so um, it is important to keep that focus and remember that it's not a reflection of your effort, um, but rather just a time when the Lord's testing you. So any other comments you want to make about that or miracles you saw?
1: I have one random little experience that I was thinking of that like stuck with me a lot, that I think about now in my life a lot. But I remember there was one time we were having a baptism and it was for some reason I get really caught up in the details and I get stressed easily and so like we went out and we were looking out and there weren't that many people at the baptism and I was really stressed out I was like oh my gosh there's not very much support like the people that are getting baptized are going to be all like sad and they're going to be feel like no one loves them and I was all panicked and then there's a couple other random things that like I was worried about and I felt like weren't going correctly so I was running around trying to get everything figured out and then I um came back into the the room with the baptismal font, and the lady that was getting baptized was standing there. And she just looked at me, with like just light in her eyes. And she was like, I am about to get baptized. I have never been happier my entire life. And just like pure joy. And in that moment I sat there and I was, I like had a moment where I had to stop. And I was like, she does not care if the music's correct, if everything's perfect, if there was like a ton of people there, if, you know what I mean, like she doesn't care. Like all that really matters to her is that she's getting baptized. And so, I think it just put my mind into perspective of like, what's most important to you? Like, we get so caught up in the little things. I think about that even in my life now. Like, we get so caught up in the little things. And I know for a fact that that was Satan in that moment, just trying to distract me from what was going on. You know, he wanted me to be stressed and panicked and not to feel the spirit of what was going on. And so, when I was able to stop and realize that and like look at her, just like pure joy and like no other care in the world, um, it's something that sticks with me now that I think about often when I'm, you know, caught up in life and all stressed. I'm like no, that's saying You're trying to distract me from like all the joy that I could be feeling by looking at like the miracles that are going on. So that's just a really like a tender experience that I had on the mission.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Well, now we'll kind of transition into the more uh, funny stories to wrap things up, um, and then we'll kind of close with your parting words of wisdom to those who are preparing to serve and those who have served. So, so I guess I'll just ask it. What are some funny stories from your mission?
1: So in Albania, they have like they're like traditional dances it's called like ballet and so one time we were with this girl and we were talking with her about ballet and she was like oh yeah these are And she like showed us some ballet and like we were like doing the steps with her it was a lot of fun and then she's like okay so now you need to teach me like some american ballet and we're like we don't do that and she's (laughs) like no there's like you have to have something and we were like no like really don't she's like come on and i'll make you that when like Albanian music turns on, the traditional music, everyone can stand up and just do the dance. Is there any, like, dances in America like that? And we're like, oh, well. And so then I think we taught her, like, the YMCA, and, <laughs> and, like, the Macarena, and, like, I can't remember, maybe Cotton eye know. We're like, this is American ballet. And like, that's a, it's an acronym. We're like, oh my gosh, we just told them that. <laughs> She's like, going to go tell her friends. Yeah. <laughs> the one time, though, we were on exchanges and we were driving back from Duris back to Tirana, Oh my god. And Ground we like up. got caught in traffic. It was my birthday No yeah, it was your birthday. <laughs> and we were oh, caught okay. in traffic for like forty minutes. Like literally <sighs> dead stop. Like we're like what like, the Albanians of were like getting out of their car. So then like the elders like turn on some music and we're like rocking the car. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Hanging out the window and taking pictures. Yeah. Albanians are like laughing at us. We're like putting on a show. Yeah. And then we like turn on like their, like, their soccer anthem, you know, Kuchizi. Uh-huh. And so we're like, it's like, do it do And then a bomb for you explodes. And the oh my God, a bomb yeah. on, a bomb. on the freeway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? And, and that's were why protesting. we were stopped there you because the they had all the squatters yeah. and they were <laughs> taking all the squatters' <laughs> houses. And, they had out and no road. Road. we had no clue. We're freaking like yeah, shaking the car, like <laughs> yeah. just because we we're like bored. Yeah, <laughs> we're like we're still not back home. we listening <laughs> to Disney music, and yeah. then like this bomb explodes, and we're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> well, like I think I think they'll start freaking out. We are like, <laughs> "Yeah!" And then like all the cars like start like. Her, driving literally like five, minutes, <laughs> later, <laughs> like, <laughs> literally five minutes later crossing starts <laughs> <laughs> hey wait, oh, i have things. a good story about her <laughs> oh good <laughs> <laughs> about sister eldridge oh about me yes on oh, the first am like at the beginning of your mission when you're on exchange with me do you remember the milk oh <laughs> my god <laughs> i forgot about so, that hey, oh, so, yeah. you tell it you tell okay, it okay so it. we're like <laughs> It's, like, the end of the day. I just got into Doris. It's, like, my first exchange. Sister Pauze is, like, the STL. She's, like, do you want anything for dinner? And I was, like, oh, don't worry. And she's, like, we have, like, this and this and this. And I was, like, I'm happy with cereal. So she gives me, like, some milk. And some cereal. And, like, for some reason, I'd, like, never had, like, cereal before. Yeah. So you know I'd, like, I mean, never yeah, had, like, the love love. milk because it made my <laughs> current companion, like, my companion at the time, like, sick. So we just never had milk in the house. So I was, like, I really missed it. Meanwhile, cereal. I'm, like, hyping up the album. Yeah, milk. I'm, like, like literally, it's so it's good. It was just hot the day before. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Like, yeah. and that milk was good. I liked it. I liked it. it yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so I put myself, like, a big bowl of cereal, and I put the milk on. And I started eating it, I'm, like, Albanian milk is disgusting <laughs> but I'm like I have to be polite <laughs> Like I like hardly knew her, and she like just offered me like the last of the cereal or something. I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm just I can't be ungrateful and be like this milk is gross because I used to eat it Should I live it's in like Albania. <laughs> Finally, sister puppy's like, you yeah, know, I'll just make some cereal too. <laughs> I was, like, down. I was, like, I was like about to pour, it, and I was like, this milk like we had just bought it the day before. It's I like I this I'm milk is like. Well like maybe I started pouring it in I was like, this milk is so bad. Like, it was full of like totally like chunks. Yeah. And like, it was like so bad. And she just thought how baby milk was just like that. I was like, no wonder my companion ate, ate it all. She ate like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't sick or anything, but I was like, no wonder my companion gets sick. <laughs> <my God. laughs> It's nasty, but I've committed. Sure, so like, I am. That was yeah. I it was hilarious. Seriously, I felt so bad. Like I yeah. felt so mm-hmm. bad. I was <laughs> like, I can't believe I just made this missionary. Like, I she's gonna be sick, and I didn't realize that our milk was uh-huh. like And then I was like, she's never gonna drink milk again. Here. <laughs> it did take Scarf me a while. milk <laughs> <life. laughs> <The general laughs> it. but It was good. was fun. I told people I was like, Sister Pugsley tried to poison me. Oh, yeah. I was like what I was like just kidding but here's a funny story and I was like yeah, yeah that's funny and then you guys you guys bought an eel remember that yeah I bought an eel and then we were like on an exchange and she's like look at this and I pulled it out and it like, like blood all over and <laughs> 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 <So> like I don't do we got a secret <laughs> we got like a, like on a secret and our I was like oh love this. love Still there by the time uh, I got there. like the but like the freezer. I don't know. The but we ate the eel. Eel. Yeah, yeah, we ate the eel. We had it in the teaching center. We cooked <laughs> it in the teaching center with the elders, and we just cooked it like in a wow. pan, and it tasted just like I don't know. As you do with eel. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah <laughs> we didn't know what to do with it. We just bought it for fun. sounds that was good. Um, um, we got I feel like we got posed to a lot because. <laughs> yeah. I mean. the, yeah, happen often I feel like just like random proposals or like people asking like, Can we please come with you? Like we can get married and then we can go together to America. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I don't I don't think that's why I came here. <laughs> <laughs> just like every Albanian lady's like, I have this son, I'm like oh, <laughs> I'm always get up with their own son or their uh In the street. Like I'm like you can I don't think like, you guys, my son you guys can get married. I'm like oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like Albanian nunas are the best wingmen ever. they got you. Oh, they're, they're good. And the old ladies, they're yeah. so funny. Oh I God. can't. I oh, so so don't know how to describe um, it. It's just so hard putting <laughs> some of these things into words. <laughs> 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 it's like, like an experience. It. Yeah. So as a brand new missionary, I think I'd been in the field for like two or three weeks, and. I was in a city, Pokerdez, and the next nearest city was Korča, and another missionary from my MTC group was also being trained there, and so both of our companions were the sister training leaders, and so we'd been there for like two or three weeks, and they broke the news, they're like, we're going on an exchange this week, and we're leaving the two of you by yourself in mm-hmm. Albania after you've been here for three weeks, we're like, okay, so <laughs> um and they're like but it's okay we'll leave you a car like you can drive around you can still get everything I will help you set everything up over the phone beforehand like it'll be fine it was not fine but it's okay (laughs) um so they leave and um that sister came to the area I was serving in and we went to drive to this appointment I knew how to get there it was fine but apparently like I've forgotten how to drive because I got the car stuck in a ditch. Oh. <laughs> so like we're like, oh my gosh, how do what do we even do? <laughs> we can't talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, like knock on the door because we were like by the house we were trying to go to. So we knock on their door and we're just like, just come. It's me. I'm this other sister. I'm like. The girl we were gonna go visit, and her dad is so nice and comes out and just like looks at it. <laughs> and then, like, looks at us and is like, Who's that deal? And then, just a bunch of Albanians from the neighborhood. Again, they're so nice. They all are just like, Okay, one, two, three. And they oh, all like push goodness. the car out of the ditch. Mm-hmm. And That's I was nice. like, Wow, <laughs> thanks. Do you still have a lesson? I didn't know what was. <laughs> So, we, did. we went inside and had a lesson. It was awesome. Oh. So yeah, like yeah, I got the car sitting the dish the first time I drove by myself, no you.
0: Well, we'll just wrap things up. Um, just two questions. We'll start with the first one. But what advice would you give to those who are preparing to serve missions, and sp- specifically those preparing to serve in the Adriatic South mission?
1: Um, I guess like my advice that like I wish I would have taken, like all the time instead of not like halfway through a mission, is like to just go for it with with like everything, with talking to people speaking the language even like with your lessons like just go for it and you'll get into some like crazy situations and you're gonna like screw up you're also gonna be into like some really fun situations and it's also like you're going to have some of really the spiritual experiences because you'll just do more stuff and you'll get to like interact with more people and see things in a different way so be bold and like not to not to worry not to be afraid I think you learn to laugh is a big one. It's a bunch of situations where you can either cry or you can laugh. <laughs> you know? Like when you're not finding anyone or when it's just a rough day or when people are mean, just laugh it off and be like, What are we doing? Like this is hilarious. Like we're just out here in another country yeah. talking to people, like this is crazy. And just if you learn to laugh and just find the good in it, it can be just such a fun experience. Like it will be such a fun experience and just like one that will change your life and then it'll just make you you know, more motivated to keep going and realize that this is life this is why we're on a mission and it just it will be fun if you make it fun like you can make fun out of any situation that you have i think it's important to love your companion too because they're the person you're with 24 7 and if you don't love them your life's gonna be very hard and so like don't add that extra toughness to your mission just love them and learn to learn from them and you'll find a lot more joy and you might even find lifelong friendships that you didn't know you would have found Yeah, I think very similar to everything that's been said surprise, just like, like always look for the good because if you look for the good in your companion, if you look for the good in a crazy situation, if you look for the good in a stressful situation, you're just, it's there. It's always there. And you just, you have to have faith that you can find it and that you're doing what you need to be doing. Yeah, just, just laughing, seeing the best in your companion, even if like you don't get along very well in the beginning enjoy it because it's just gone so fast and if you you know you look back and you're like oh like I wish I was not stressed out in that situation I wish I would have just laughed about it because now I can laugh about it it's great but you know just Mm -hmm. laugh while you're there make the Mm -hmm. memory it's just God knows where you're at and he has you in his hands so just just enjoy it and I would just say uh like be yourself and the Lord needs who you are and the people need you for your experiences in you personality
0: so thank you for that and then the last question is what advice would you give to missionaries who have finished their mission and advice I guess on the topic of how they can continue to benefit from their mission
1: so I would say like remember that all of it was you like when I came home from my mission I felt like I was a different person before I left I was a different person on the mission and now I was trying to figure out who I was going to be after the mission and I think like what was super helpful for me was to remember that like the Lord was constant through all of that and so just to continue to trust that, you know, he got you through and you had some incredible experiences, just trust that those things, those amazing and also scary things will continue to happen, but look at what you've done and with the Lord on your side, you can, you can tackle life ahead of you, but also just like have faith that all of it was you. And you're just always going to keep having experiences where you're like, oh, I I was a different person in college. I was a different person when I was first married or at my first job, just just remember that it's just one developing situation. Like it's okay to like think about things in a new way, or to be to be open to those new experiences because you're gonna keep changing. That's not gonna stop. But the Lord is the constant. So like it's all gonna work out, and have faith that it was all for a good reason, no matter like how different those experiences may feel. I think you develop a lot of really good habits on mission, right? You get used to waking up early and going to bed early and you get used to studying every single day and praying often don't let that go to waste once you get home right you just spent a year and a half two years developing that good habit don't throw that away because it brought you happiness then so why wouldn't it bring you happiness now yeah I like that and then I was thinking like just don't let the mission just be like oh yeah that was the yeah kind of what Isabel was saying like that was the mission and this is my life and I'm not going to really like delve into that don't don't close off from your mission, but let it continue to like be a part of you and think about it and don't don't block it out because it was it was good and it was helped you become who you are.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for your comments and, and helping out today. Really appreciate it. And I know for those of you listening, I encourage you to listen and follow through with what they've said. It'll make a big difference in in your mission, before your mission, and after.